Hello, my name is Sarah, and you're listening to the Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are happy, not angry, sad, but not joyful. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'm joined here with my father. We have a lot of news to cover. Let's do it. The big story, obviously, is that about Anthony Fauci Mm. and these emails. So you're going to hear that a lot. Um, The people that are maybe more clued in, or if you happen to look at a screen with the news on, if you're not interested in the news yourself. If you happen to not live in a cave. Yeah. Basically, uh, because of the Freedom of Information Act, Fauci's emails were released. And so here's some of them, because we have a lot of clips that we're going to play about it, so I'd rather just tell you about some of them. Uh, I'm going to read parts. Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through material. So this was in February 2020. And then he said, I do not recommend that you wear a mask. (laughs) So it looks a little different than now. And we have people that will go hysterical if they if they even thought of not wearing a mask. I I haven't worn a mask in I would say might be a, definitely a week, and still a little part of me feels a little naked. That's how powerful this was psychologically. And this jokester is gonna tell me. I do not recommend that you wear a mask. So that's kind of a 180. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's uh, some more. I just wanted to say a personal thank you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This was basically to this was to Fauci from Echo Health Director Peter Desac, who's uh, his group basically received hundreds of thousands of dollars from. N-I-A-I-D, that's kind of the group that uh, Mm. Fauci was involved in. And they funded the research to the Wuhan Institute, you know, where the bats were and all that. So, um, yeah, this was the email. I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover. Not a lab release from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that's what Desac was saying to um, Fauci after a media appearance that Fauci had had had, you know, where he disputed a lot of these claims. Um, And then Fauci replied, many thanks for your kind note. Okay. So So he was, Fauci was giving them cover. Yeah. With his arguments, and they're thankful for that cover. Um, of course, it was all a lie, but it was cover. Definitely. It, if I was being covered and someone had my back, like Fauci had my back, I'd say, thank you, brother. If you had to go into battle and you had to pick your partner, Fauci would be a good one to pick. If he's on your team. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not, and your name happens to be the United States of America, you are done. <laughs> or the or the taxpayers. Are true that. Paying true that. that big salary. 
So yeah, obviously Fauci has denied several times that his agency was involved with the gain of research or gain of function research on the bacteria and the viruses. And so he told um, MSNBC on Thursday that he can't guarantee everything that is going on in the Wuhan lab and that his emails were more trying to get the right information to try and get the right data. What they didn't seem to understand, I guess, is that it is understandable that they didn't understand it, is that science is a dynamic process. One day, masks don't work, and the next day they do. It's dynamic. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this sounds a little different than... We had played a clip in the past where Rand Paul was questioning Fauci mm. and Rand Paul was saying exactly this stuff about the these claims. And Fauci was like, you are 100% wrong, all this stuff. You are so categorically, which once you say categorically, that yeah. means that it's true, that you are wrong and all that. And now we're seeing, huh, interesting. Rand Paul was right. I I guess kind of what happened, in the, the scales sort of tipped and... It became too much to deny. And another part of it is these emails. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he knew these were coming. I, so I really I th- think that's what it is. Because uh-huh. um, it kind of seemed out of nowhere. Before all this, What if you said any of this, you were an idiot. Mm. You were a conspiracy theorist. Like, seriously, I even felt this. Because I, I believed this the whole time just because of the people I listened to. Mm. Um, the experts I listened to. They were saying all of this. And they were way, this was months, this was Mm. a year ago. And, but I didn't say it in public because even here in East Texas, I felt like a freak for believing it. Because it had already been debunked. Yes. You know, uh, what science that you discover truth through through experimentation and that you always study to find out the truth, Mm. you never label a claim as true or false and then try to um study to get that claim it's always you discover as you're studying Mm. you know even i know that and i don't really like science Mm. but with this it was nope it is flatly wrong and that's all there is to it Mm. so don't worry uh yeah okay so then he said um okay i have always said and will say today i still believe the most likely origin is from an animal species to a human but I keep an absolutely open mind. That I if- didn't always keep it, but <laughs> right now, because of all the pressure, because the emails came out, <laughs> I do keep an absolutely open mind. That if there may be other origins of that, there may be another reason. It could have been a lab leak. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's, I think what happened was they knew about this uh, FOI, Freedom of Information, mm. request going through. They knew they were going to have to release this mm-hmm. according to the law, which honestly, I'm kind of surprised they haven't taken control of that, mm-hmm. but whatever. Mm-hmm. At least they haven't. And they had enough time to say, media, get ready, start saying this stuff, start doing it, do your thing where you start acting like this might be legitimate now. Mm-hmm. And then the emails will come out so it won't seem like it's as big of a deal. And... It is so corrupt in this country. I don't think he's going to get fired. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people are asking that. Is he going to get fired? Obviously, I hope he does, but I don't think he will. Mm. Mm. Sad. Very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm going to play a lot of clips, but uh, let's see. DeSantis, I think. This, this is a clip of DeSantis. He talks some about it, so let's play it. Florida and everybody's looking to cruise 
who's the one suing CDC to open the ports? I mean, we've been, I've been fighting for this for nine months. They're able to sail. No, they can do it under current Florida law. They are absolutely able to do it. They all have operations to be able to handle it. I can tell you, I've spoken with executives on almost all the major cruise lines. They're ready to go. The problem on this the whole time has been the CDC. They've mothballed this industry for over a year. And then you know, we were in mediation with them. They were very unreasonable about some of the things that they were asking about um, to, to insist upon. And so they can sail under in Florida. We want them to sail. I wanted them to sail nine months ago. Um, and the idea is, is that people do. Here's also the thing, if you talk to them, you know, this whole vaccination issue is really, it's somewhat of a red herring because in their research, over 90% of the people that want to cruise have already been vaccinated at this point. Uh, so that's going to end up taking care of itself. You don't need to discriminate against people and you shouldn't. CDC actually says um, they count the kids. So you can't, I mean, people can't bring their families uh, on these cruises. So what we're doing in court, we think we're going to get a favorable ruling in the district court that will open up the ability uh, for sure for these, um, for these ships to be able to sail. But just make no mistake about this. Had we not done what we did, and I think a lot of those cruise lines will, would admit this, had we not done what we did by suing, you would not be talking about sailing right now. The CDC was not moving. They were not budging. They were non-responsive. Uh, we got to the point where, okay, we said we wanted to do it. I did the event at the port uh, a few months ago. You had all these folks that wanted to get back to work. So we said, we want to get them back to work. And we sued, and I think they realized that they're probably not going to win in the district court but they definitely won't win on appeal in the 11th Circuit, given the situation. So we think we have the, the pathway. If we win this, this, um, this case uh, that's in Tampa now, it's going to be open. They're going to be able to do it, and they'll be able to handle it. Every one of them I've talked to has the ability to operate. It's simply the CDC, what they're doing. And some of it is, is really, really ridiculous. I mean saying you have to wear a mask when you're sunbathing i mean some of this stuff they've actually put out there even though you have fauci in his emails is admitting the masks don't even stop covid even though he was you know getting all the kids to be masked for all this time um against the basic stuff so we, we're going to be sailing uh, hopefully very soon but there's not been a single elected official in this country uh who's done more uh to liberate the cruise lines from a bureaucracy that is totally out of touch and that, quite frankly, is exercising authority that they do not possess uh, under the law. Yeah, so, so well stated. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he, he gives reference to the emails as well. And it, people want to work. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what he was saying. A lot of those cruise lines are headquartered in Florida and they employ a lot of Floridians. And he's concerned about the economy and the employment uh, of Floridians, as he should be, uh, unlike uh, some others who really don't seem to care and uh, sometimes do the exact opposite, do things that would hurt their economy and hurt their employees um, and just hope that everything takes care of itself. He's not that way. He's proactive. Yeah. And anyway, it, it's wonderful to see somebody actually step up. You, you think of all those cruise workers and how long they've had to wait and how much money they've lost the cruise lines themselves uh, when there is demand and there's really no good reason 
you know, not to allow them to sail. Yeah, it's really just taking away life. This is a, it's a beautiful thing that you can create a value for someone, a cruise. It gives mm-hmm. people a lot of joy. They want to give their money to that. Mm-hmm. They want to go on the cruise. They want to have a good time. The employees want to serve them. They want to give them delicious food. They want to clean the ship. They want to do this. And it's a full circle thing of joy so that then those workers can support their families and everything else. And these governors who aren't hurt in the process just say, nope, mm. we, we don't want you to do that. The CDC says, nope, we don't want you to do that. And they're not going to budge based on the science that is coming out and contra- they're contradicting themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really, I'm proud of Ron DeSantis and um, yeah, very happy with what he's done. So uh, now I'm going to play Jen Psaki. Mm. You'll enjoy this. Going back to infrastructure, I understand that the president offered to repurpose $75 billion in uh, unspent COVID money um, after there was some concern from the White House that doing that would jeopardize aid to rural hospitals in the areas where it was intended in the beginning. Um, What changed in that negotiation? And then is there any more room for that given the jobs report and the 20 states not taking enhanced federal unemployment anymore? Could more be taken from unemployment to dedicate to the $75 billion bringing well, up? First, let me say that what he's referencing, or there might be some openness to, is pre-ARP money, which passed during the prior administration. There is a tiny minimal amount left. So they're certainly not going to pay for the majority, the vast majority of these proposals. Um, also, I would note that uh, a lot of this funding, as we've talked about before, the vast majority of this funding is allocated, and it is meant to go to, as you noted, hospitals, to firefighters, to keeping law enforcement on the job, to state and localities that that uh, have suffered during the pandemic. So we've proposed alternatives uh, to pay for these proposals, as we've been talking about a bit in here. Uh, Why wouldn't it be a better option for uh, companies that paid no tax to pay 15%, which is still a lower tax rate than even was in the Trump tax package? Why wouldn't it be a better proposal to to invest in in, uh, enforcement, IRS enforcement, something that's supported by 84% of Republicans in the country? there are a range of ideas out there. The president's bottom line is he's not going to raise taxes on people making less than $400,000 a year. He's proposed a lot of different options uh, that don't cross that red line, and he's looking forward to seeing what the other side has to offer. Where did that $75 billion come from? What pot did it come out of? Uh, the pre-ARP COVID funding. Okay. Okay. And then um, going to the emails with Dr. Fauci. Um- oh, here, let's pause uh, before she gets to that. Um, yeah, th- this is... You know, they're being so nice. <laughs> they, they're treating the companies better than Trump. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, it's like they're being nice with our money. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they, they seem to always forget that, and they never have met a tax they didn't like. No. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's just, um, just the mentality behind it. Uh, nothing... You know, they, they still don't get the basic concept that, okay, tax the rich, right? That's fair. That undermines the economy. That shuts down capital investment. That hurts employment. That, you know, they're not going to invest in stuff that will help the economy grow. They, they can't get that. They think that the rich are just 
oh, I'll spend it anyway. I don't care what the taxes are. I'm, I'm just going to spend all this money, um, whatever happens. And also, you know, folks like that, they're always concerned about uncertainty. Could there be new taxes? What will they do next? What's happening with the economy? There's all these variables because we don't see stability. We don't see good leadership. And all that does is make them say, you know what? I think I'll hold on to my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, you know, I, I look at the poor people in this country, and I'm like, how many jobs have you created? I look at Jeff Bezos, and he's created many jobs. Mm. And a lot of people can support their families because of what he's created. I don't agree with him 100%. I don't like him 100%. Mm. But that is the truth. Mm-hmm. So, And then you could say, well... If they take the money away from Jeff Bezos, it'll end up going to the poor people. How? Welfare, snap, snap. How about instead, Jeff Bezos hires these people and pays them, from what I've seen, he pays them usually $60,000 for manager jobs. Mm. He pays really good money uh, for these Amazon jobs. How about we just do that instead? So then it helps build the economy. Instead of what I see, I actually have to drive a lot for my job. And so I'm driving throughout the day and I I drive through neighborhoods and I'm seeing all these people just sitting outside of their house doing absolutely nothing, not benefiting the economy. I've also, you know, maybe I drive past a mall. The parking lot is just packed with cars Mm. and it's not a holiday. All these people not working. Mm. I have to work. Why don't they have to work? And it's absolutely ridiculous. So these poor people, no, 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 you're not Jeff Bezos. If you want to be, go ahead and try to be. And I'd much rather have you try to be. But but don't pretend. You're mm. nothing like him. Mm-hmm. You got to do a lot to be like him. The, you know, the approach of the left is the money has to pass through the government. The only problem with that is when it passes through the government, there's nothing left. Because the government is so inefficient and it grabs so much along the way that just a, a tiny fraction gets to where it's supposed to go on the other end. When yeah. it passes through the government, it gets stuck in the filter. It's a nasty filter. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needed to be replaced a long time ago. <laughs> That's right. Um, Sandy Rios, she's a lady that I listen to, and she'll, she says, I know this sounds so bad, but sometimes I, he's like, she's like, I don't want harm for anyone, but sometimes I just wish that, DC could just fall into a hole and just everybody will just fall into a hole Mm, mm. and it could just somehow be replaced. She's like, it is just so disgusting Mm. there. Nothing good is coming out of there. And so, yeah, now this reporter is going to ask Jen Psaki about uh, the emails. Mm. Um, There was an exchange between um, Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci referencing um, a Fox News report uh, discussing it as basically the lab leak as a um, a conspiracy. Collins denied, you know, jumping to conclusions, and um, he asserted that his mention of conspiracies was referring to the thought, the rumor that uh, the virus was engineered, bioengineered as a weapon. Um, is that the position of the administration and their top health experts that this was not engineered, uh, or is that still an open question and part of this review? 
Well, I think we've spoken to this pretty extensively from here. Let me just say on Dr. Fauci and his emails, he's also spoken to this many, many times over the last, over the course of the last few days, and we'll let him speak for himself. Um, and he's been an undeniable asset in our country's pandemic response. But it's obviously not that advantageous for me to relitigate the substance of emails from 17 months ago. Oh, I would love to hear it, please. Uh yeah. I, I want to hear you relitigate it. And I, I asked you this question. I didn't ask Fauci. I, I want to hear it from your lips. That's your job, sweetie. I, I love this. It's been said so many times. Yeah, it has been said many times. The only problem is it's been said differently each time. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, it, they, they've spoken to it many a time. The problem is every time it's different. And just, oh, man, so unprofessional. Mm. so unprofessional but pass the buck yep yeah it's been sad <laughs> yeah it's been said falsely wrongly fraudulently like does perjury she, does she do that in her marriage mm. you know he you know he's like her husband's like can you please just tell me you love me it's been sad like many times i don't <laughs> want to relitigate it and like i've said it like 17 times in the past few days okay so you don't want to tell me you love me it's been said. <laughs> no marriage is going to last for very long if you do that. That's true. So, you know, it, it, it's just ridiculous. It's not, you know, the whole issue is the changes in position. The uh, 100, 180 degree turn, the oh. about face. That's why it's being asked again, because it's different now. It's, it's crazy that they're going to get off the hook with this, mm. that it's Perfectly fine. They made us suffer mm. for a year. Well, the whole issue is we caused it. Yeah, we actually Basically, did. Our we, money did. We funded it. My taxpayer dollars. And Fauci getting up there on his high horse is telling us all these wonderful truths, and he's such an undeniable asset, according to her. And he's the perpetrator. It is actually him. It is so crazy. I, I hope there someone makes a movie about this. Dinesh D'Souza, maybe. He there we make, go. Yeah, he should make a movie about this, for real. So I'll tell you what, he, he can't keep up with all the material they're giving him. Oh, it's too much. It's too good. It's too good of a story that people will be like, nah, that's not true. Mm. It's just too mm. good. Okay, let's play some more. Uh, we've launched, uh, based on the president's direction, uh, an entire uh, internal review process uh, to uh, use all of the resources across government to get to the bottom of the origins. Uh, and that's a 100-day process, and we'll look forward to providing more when that, or 90 days, sorry, when it's concluded. Hopefully that'll be long enough for you to forget that I said that. about this um, State Department fact sheet that came out five days before inauguration, um, you know, five days before this president's inauguration? Correct. Do you know if there was any um, crossover of that, how that was seen by this administration, the conclusions that they were trying to put out um, in the final days of the Trump administration? I think I'm just going to focus on our, our, our own internal review that's going to use every resource in the federal government, uh, whether that is our health experts, our medical experts, our national security team, to see what more we can unearth about the origins, which certainly we all want to get to the bottom. No. They don't want to get to the bottom of it. They've been covering up ever since it started. Yeah, they have no interest. And it just seems like, yeah, they're more interested in covering for China than protecting mm. their, you know, mm -hmm. the citizens of, of the U.S. That's because they're in cahoots with China. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay, so um, these are short clips, but this is uh, kind of becoming one of my favorites. The 
Sky News Australia division. And they are just so good <laughs> with their Australian accents. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the first one. COVID czar, America's COVID czar, Dr. Anthony Fauci, was told as early as February last year that COVID-19 could have been engineered in a lab. These bombshell emails obtained by the Washington Post and BuzzFeed show Fauci was told scientists had discovered a COVID genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. James, it wasn't until May last year that, that Fauci conceded he wasn't so sure about the origins of COVID-19. This is a big blow to his credibility, isn't it? It's a huge blow to his credibility, Peter, and it's also a huge blow to the credibility of so many people in the mainstream media who pushed the idea that this virus could never have come from a lab, even though it originated at the home of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Hello, there's a clue uh, in all of that. Um, and, and, and all of these media just said, oh, you know, it's a Trump theory, it's conspiracy theory. Facebook was even banning people for a time from saying that this was a possibility. So all of these emails show that you know, this theory absolutely needs to be looked at. Um, and it also just tarnishes the halo of Anthony Fauci, who was treated as a secular saint by so many lefties uh, in the United States and around the world just because he, you know, stood up to Trump. Yeah, not, like, not unlike some of the chief health officers down here, too, in Australia. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that, I would love to hear more about Australia, but I just don't know much about their politics. Um, okay, but apparently they, they were going to do a book Simon and Schuster was going to do a book for Anthony Fauci mm. and I think that the book deal just ended like it's not going to happen anymore why that, that's a shame because Cuomo got his deal and yeah. Fauci couldn't get his <laughs> you know when you get your hands title. in the cookie jar and your your the hands are all dirty <laughs> the highest paid federal employee <laughs> he's got a good deal <laughs> but apparently not enough you got to get a book deal too that's true. That's true. He's going to be hurting. <laughs> Masking the truth. <laughs> how to put, uh, how to, I don't know. I'm trying to think something about like, obviously what he did was amazing. Mm. If you're, if you're looking at a guy who has amazing power and just for his sneakiness, mm. if, if I said, okay, it, I'm going to control this country for the next year and they're going to put a mask over their face for an illness that ends up killing very, very few people um, compared to the actual population. It'd be so hard to do. And they're going to worship me even yep. though I caused it. Yep, that too. And Brad Pitt is going to portray me on SNL. And <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> it. Kind of reminds me of a guy named Bernie Madoff. Hey. He was able to convince people of his honesty and what he was doing was right on and they were even begging him to for him to invest their money and basically steal their money i, I heard even steven spielberg was mm. one of the people that he duped wow which if you if you get him and, and then you use it as a source of credibility right oh even steven spielberg oh wow yeah. okay i gotta get my money on that too <laughs> talk about credibility oh yeah down the tank I think um, he, he passed away recently, by the way. Yeah, I had heard that. <laughs> but he made off with millions. Made off. That's good, Dad. That's good. Okay, so here's uh, another Australian clip. Aussie style. Mm -hmm. We talk about the advice to government that there's no choice but to follow. Remember, there's the American version of it and the gold standard of double standards, that being Anthony Fauci, 
who tried to tell the world in May of last year that there's no scientific evidence that anything came out of that Chinese lab. And now, in 2021, virtually a year after saying that, he now says this. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out, to the best of our ability, exactly what happened. Now, he has actively fought against this theory for the best part of a year. And now emails are starting to come out that Anthony Fauci himself was directly briefed that there was a very good chance that this thing was potentially engineered. He found that out in the early months of the pandemic, yet pretended that there was no such evidence. Now, am I smarter than all of these collective medical brains put together? No. But is there a common sense factor that politicians should be able to see? Yes. Why should they blindly follow people who say things as stupid as hotspots include areas that haven't had cases for 90 days because geographically the ACT is in the middle of New South Wales? Why should they blindly follow the advice of people who say that there's some fast-moving beast when only 37 people have got the virus of more than 300,000 that have been tested in the past month and most of which are in one local government area? And it is fairly obvious that you do have a choice whether you go into lockdown or not when the chief advice you were getting from a bureaucrat is telling you that there's a chance the coronavirus might end up on a football because the person kicking it came from Melbourne despite the fact that they don't have it. Oh, and then the reason you shouldn't touch the ball is because sweaty men have been touching it. We talk about the... Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so that's some um, into the politics there. Right. That's fascinating. Um but he's so right. And, and we do this. We blindly just obsess and follow these people with degrees. Mm. Mm. I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I have met a lot of people, and it seems like the more degrees they have, the dumber they are. Mm. It's like they, they don't know how to be people anymore. I, I, I can't explain it. And I'm not generalizing, but I'm just saying I've met some people that are like that. So, yeah, Fauci's real smart. no. Well, he's cunning. He's cunning. He's like an evil smart. Mm. But we're we're dumb to follow him and to be impressed by his by his pedigree. Mm. I, you know, I think it's part of uh, part of something bigger. And in this case, the scientists fulfilled a role. You know, okay, you back us up with this, and we're going to go with it. We're going to emphasize it and base our base our policies on what you tell us. So it was a coordinated effort. I don't think they always follow science or particular scientists. There was other people in, in the medical field that were arguing against some of this and against the lockdown, against the masks, all that. They just chose not to believe them. They had their people, and they were going to go with those, um, those opinions. Yeah, that's true. And then um, the big debate became the hydroxychloroquine, mm, mm -hmm. and Trump started speaking positively about that. So it's like just because Trump started speaking about it, then it was, no, that's so messed up. Oh, wow. And a lot of doctors were in support of it, but they had mm -hmm. to kind of quietly do mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. or it became political. And there were some stories... Uh, I heard a lot of this on the Joe Rogan podcast where he'd speak to people. And then they said, I, I went to my doctor and my doctor said, are you political? And then um, they said, who cares? They're like, well, a lot of this, 
makes people upset, but I was going to offer you hydroxychloroquine because it would actually really help you with this. Mm. And then they were like, yeah, I don't care. Give it to me, you know, but other people have been so upset mm. by even just the, the mentioning of that, mm -hmm. that they didn't care. They didn't want to follow it because Trump had said it. Where we live, there's a um, emergency care place that is known for giving hydroxychloroquine. Wow. And folks, you know, know where it is and they recommend anybody that gets COVID or has, you know, worse symptoms than most, um, that that's where they need to go. Wow. Uh, but I'm sure there's many parts of the country that doesn't exist. It's all been canceled. I'm sure. And I got out of my car today and the, these uh, nurses, well, they were in scrubs. They, they were like, hey, have you gotten vaccinated yet? And I was like, no. And they're like, you're not going to get vaccinated? I was like, nope, not planning to. And then they're like, you're not going to get to do anything. You're not going to get to travel anywhere. We're doing free vaccinations over here if you'd like to come and get, and get vaccinated. And I was just like, nope, I'm good. And they're like, okay, well, we're, we're going to just spread the word. Uh, that you didn't. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. They weren't that not bad. Not that word. <laughs> not, not that bad. Uh, but it was just very intimidating. Wow. And yeah, that happened today. Well, there was something in the news about free beer and getting to this 70% level. Oh, yeah, I heard, I heard that. Something from Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to offer free beer. You know, like when I hear that kind of thing, it's like, what must be wrong with this if they have to bribe, you know, cajole? twist people's arms to do it yeah it, you know if it's something that's genuinely good that wouldn't be that way so it just makes me more suspicious i agree i agree and yeah there's just so many confusing narratives but the point of today's episode the conclusion to draw is that fauci is not a good character and i know that probably seems obvious after all of this but people around you may still say the opposite mm. and you can now tell them. You're now equipped to tell them, hey, he had a lot of emails where he said this or that. I, I forgot to mention this. Mark Zuckerberg was emailing Fauci saying that, um, hey, uh, what do you want us to do? We can, like we can just like take down certain posts. We have the power to do that. Um, and that has happened. Uh, tons of posts were yeah. taken down throughout all of this with misinformation because mm. of these conspiracy theories. I'm speaking sarcastically. And uh, now they're all true. And so can we get a reversal on all those posts and have them flood back into our feed, please? And under every post that mentions COVID, it has a note that is, you have to put, press the X mm. on it. Mm -hmm. And then if you even just leave it for a second, it'll the notification will pop back up. And it's so frustrating. So Zuckerberg was in the tank with Fauci. Mm. So mm. Fauci is not a good guy. And uh, he, he is in the interest of his own institution, mm. his government institution. He is a federal employee. He is a so-called expert, but he is not interested in the people in making sure they're better. Because if he was, pretty sure he wouldn't have funded this gain-of-function research in the mm. first place if he was mm -hmm. really interested about the in, in the people. Mm -hmm. But he's not. It's so sad. And, you know, it's interesting to think that he was, um, you know, a big shot under Trump. 
Yeah. And, you know, I guess it wasn't a political thing. He was probably before Trump, I imagine, because he's been around so long. Yeah. He was considered the expert in the field. But boy, all this debunking, you know, makes me think, what is what does it truly mean to debunk? You know, you, you go to summer camp and you put your stuff down on one of the bunks and you oh get back God. and it's no longer there. You've been debunked. Wow. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> But the biggest thing was whenever he was at, it, this was pretty early on, he, he was the first pitch at some baseball game. He wore a mask, even though he was super far away from the people. Just like a catcher. Yeah, pretty much. And then he went up to the stands and sat next to his friends, and then he took off his mask. So the guy didn't believe in it. From day one. Yeah, but we all had to. So mm -hmm. super cool. Um, yeah, I just thought it was important that we know about this. Sorry, mm -hmm. it kind of took a negative turn, but that's life, baby. <laughs> that's show business. The show must go on. There's a lot of negativity to it. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so now the verse says, uh, John 21, 15 to 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all, all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. And then Jesus proceeds to talk about some other things, but I thought I'd just include these verses. Mm -hmm. And the the obvious thing is that this is three times that he asked, and Peter said three times, I love you, just before he had denied Jesus three times and said, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. I told you I don't know Jesus. Mm. So he was ashamed of himself. He was depressed about himself that he had... Uh, deny Jesus. Uh, imagine, like, denying. It, it's so, it's such a great thing to do that. And Jesus saw him do it. What a beautiful act of redemption. Jesus gave him the opportunity with such patience and love to just mm -hmm. have him say three times, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mm -hmm. I, I was reading it just the other day and it, it was just so powerful to me. And just like the love that Jesus has for us, that he is willing to give us a chance to redeem ourselves whenever that was probably one of the lowest points of his lives, of his life. So mm -hmm. I, I just was really, really touched by that. Mm, so powerful. You know, that love doesn't really mean anything unless it's evidenced by action, yeah. feeding, uh, caring for others. And even that, we need God and his grace to help us to do it. That's just not a natural, automatic thing for any of us. Um, but just Jesus' gracious care toward Peter, um, in spite of the denials, uh, he didn't give up on Peter. Oh, yeah. And uh, just kept going back. So uh, that's the way the Lord is with all of us. And uh, we just need to receive that grace and... Mm -hmm. Um, follow him yeah a amen amen to that so um the next three shows are going to be a little bit different um basically it's kind of 
a recording of the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, rec- uh, I recommend you listen to it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, basically interviewing someone who's kind of now famous. I just wanted to give a bit of a warning, though. Um, <laughs> I watched a few of her videos that she had done recently on her Instagram, and hopefully this brings some suspense so that you're more excited for the episode on Monday. But she is not the most like appropriate appropriate person. I, I you know, I think that... She, at the time, she had very clean videos, and now they're not so clean. So don't see my <laughs> everything that I say as a full endorsement of everything that she is now. I, I'm always believing that um, people can grow and get better. And so I'm not, yeah, I, I just don't want you to go and see her videos and then, and then just say, wow, Sarah supports that. Sarah supports that, because I don't. But uh, I was lucky enough to interview her at the time and I thought I'd share it so and I I do think a lot of her videos are funny but there's some that are inappropriate and and this was honestly a lot more recently it was not the time so I just kind of wanted to preface that Uh, but I think you're going to enjoy it it's a three-part and um, yeah I I re-recorded an old interview for you guys because you guys are the best and thank you so much for for being a faithful listener to the show. And I hope you guys have a great day. 